Kia ora, I'm Erin Keem and you're listening to Conversations About Closets with my closest thousand friends. I started this project to get me through a gloomy Seattle winter, which was hitting me hard. The thing is, I love women. Why not showcase them? Why not call women I've never met, have our first conversation, record it and turn it into a podcast? So that's what I did. I didn't edit, I still don't. Some days I'm on fire, some days not so much, and sometimes I even forgot to ask questions about closets. But all my guests are amazing. Listen up, get to know them, you'll be glad you did. If you want to be a guest on my show, go to erinkeem.com. I'd love to meet you. Aroha for listening, here's today's episode. Erica, third time's a charm. It is a charm. I hear you, Erin. We're in. We're together. <laughs> and the thing is, I, I have no way of explaining to people how this works. So, <laughs> well, you are talking to somebody who has done lots of podcast interviews, and I'm so prepared for all audio problems. Like, oh, no problem. We'll just reconnect. No problem at all. <laughs> well, that worked perfectly. I was just saying... Um, before you know obviously you couldn't hear me which was hilarious was that you're one of the few guests I've met in real life well good I'm honored to be somebody that you know in real life well the reason I met you in real life and in person was because we met before 2020 hit true and we met in such a lovely way we met at the Riveter and uh, I forget this is when the Riveter was a physical space in Seattle and had physical locations. And I didn't meet you at the Bellevue one or the Seattle. I met you down at the one by the waterfront. Do you, what's that area called? Fremont. Thank you. Yes. Such a nice area. Yes. And we, we miss our days back at, at the Riveter. So you're right. We met at, we met at the Goal Getters. Um, and then eventually uh, you and I and Mika all ended up running our own uh, goal getter sessions at the three different Riveters way back when. It was, it was such a wonderful experience. I mean, I loved going to that space. I made so through goal getters because it was run back then by Mandy and she created this most beautiful, holistic, a supportive environment where we could be completely vulnerable and share our really big dreams and the steps we were going to take to get there. And we just had so much uh, unjudgmental support. It was Yes, really and special. mine is still going. So we kept Fremont alive. Um, so we are still meeting weekly on Zoom. Erica, congratulations. That's fabulous. So, so for those who are listening, check out The Riveter. And uh, well, I mean, would they I, I think we've just What's broken off way? into our own separate we... little group now, I would say. So I, I would say we've gotcha. kind of just decided we're our core little group. So um, it's just good to have a, a, a group of women like that to be with you, to be supportive and all of that. Of course, that makes so much more sense because you are alumni of Goal Getters and you do want to keep the the core yes. group because you know each other now and you've shared so much together but I am so thrilled yes that it's been great news hey as speaking yes. about podcasts you have which you have been a guest podcast. on 
Yes, I know. Tell me more. Tell me more <laughs> about the podcast, not about me. Uh, absolutely. About- uh, the podcast is called Ready, Pause, Go. It has been going for almost 100 episodes now. I am two years into it. And it is specifically for women who take a career pause. So it is um, all about uh, primarily women who take a career pause to raise their family. And in some cases, that might be elder care. It's primarily child care. But then what do you do during that time for yourself? Because it's obviously 24-7 taking care of others, but you still need to have some time for yourself. And then what about when you're ready for something else, whether that's going back to your career, starting a new business, changing careers, any of those options? You have had some sensational guests on there. And I, I mean, because... I mean, as you said, you basically, you paused your career, you paused your career for others. Now it's time for you. Ready? I love that. Ready? I'm going to hire you Go. to be my, uh, my spokesperson. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I love about it is that your plan is to help women find their passion and then discover their purpose and then make a plan for the future. And there's some great stats, isn't it? I mean, isn't it a large percentage? Yes, of moms I believe the statistic tools? is 43% of women, not just moms, but 43% of all women at some point take a career pause. But not even right. So um, there's work. a quarter of people that never return. And this is not people who left intentionally. These are people who considered it a pause when they left and a quarter of them never return. And then there's another large percentage that don't make it back in in their full capacity, whether that be full time or at the same pay or even just at the same impact to the world. And some of your amazing guests, I mean, you've had a, a podcast about setting your money mindset. You've got a podcast about it doesn't matter how much time has passed, which I love that because one of my sayings is that there's always enough time, money and love. And from an impossible year to an impossible goal. I mean, these are all uh, the women that you've yes. interviewed. Oh, I guess yeah. I realize you know this. Yeah, I'm no. And I mean, you're like, yes, yes, I know they, I've interviewed they are, them, and, and I they know they're all fabulous. unique and remarkable <laughs> stories. Like, I have interviewed everything from somebody who went back to the exact same job she had had, I think it was 12 years ago, um, to people who have gone back to school, like gone back to medical school was my last interview, a woman with two children who's in her third year of medical school right now. Um, to people who have launched businesses, like just all different kinds. The stories are so unique. And I think a lot of women do find that they want to do something different when they have a chance to think about it the second round. Now, for people to find the podcast, basically, I mean, you're available on all platforms, but you can also go to readypausego.com. I do. I offer coaching and then um, both on an individual one-on-one basis, and um, I offer group coaching as well. So periodically, um, I teach a course um, and actually offer, you know, a full program called Pathfinder, which is all about finding your path. So finding that next... um, that that next step for you, whatever that may be. Hey, well, hey, what's the essential toolkit? The essential toolkit. The oh, the essential toolkit. That's my downloadable. Um, I was like, what is the essential toolkit? <laughs> 
yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the essential uh, toolkit you know. is just something that you can download that gives you um, just a lot of different uh, re uh, different resources to um, on this path. So it's everything from websites to podcasts to books. There's just there's a wealth of information out there and I provide some of it, but I like to, you know, make sure that people know like who are the companies out there that are helping women, for example, find returnships to go back to work. Who are the companies that are, um, you know, specifically focused on getting moms back to work in contract positions. So there's all kinds of different players out there. And so the essential toolkit puts that all together. So if you go up to readypausego.com, all you need to do is put in your email and you can download it. Especially now that I, re that I remember uh, what it's called. <laughs> hey, I don't think we actually need Yes, yes. So I started my career in high tech. I worked for a couple of the big companies. So I started at Microsoft. I was a product manager at Symantec. And then I ended my career at Intel where I was a program manager. I worked on things like the Intel Inside program, um, which is at least one that, you know, people have probably seen advertisements for, if nothing else. But that, that was what I did for over a decade. And I did it um, through having children. I have two boys. And I was in a position, um, I was one of the early remote workers. So I followed my husband to Nebraska, here in the middle of America. And he was completing his cardiology fellowship. While we were there, I had two children. So I was managing a team remotely for Intel, which was back in Oregon. And it involved a lot of travel. In the early days of motherhood, I had one child and a nanny. And I kind of made that all work. Um, I got to the point where I figured out two kids and a job that involved a lot of travel was a lot more challenging. Um, so when my boys were about one and a half and three and a half, that's when I stepped out for a bit. A long bit, I should say. I was on pause for 13 yeah, years. How long were you on pause? But during that time, can we point out that she was paused, but she was not pausing. Prasada, you oh, wrote sure. You're, you're so Can kind you to bring that? these up. Um, so I say that, you know, my paycheck was on pause. So the paycheck definitely paused. But I am a firm believer that you still need to have your own hopes, dreams, passions, hobbies, whatever it is during that time, even when you're caring for your children, which like I said, is 24 seven, but you still have to have something for yourself. And for me, for a lot of years, that was writing. So I got involved in the local writing community here in Seattle, um, the Society of Children's Books, Books. Uh, now I can't remember, Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, SCBWI, is a great group. And I wrote three novels, um, middle grade and young adult. So uh, Island of Secrets is the one that I self-published. And so I'll, I'll put that out there. Should you ever want to go go look it up on, uh, on Kindle Direct, it's out there. But I, I just had a great time. I loved writing. I, you know, I, I, my dream was to get published. It didn't go that far, but I loved the process of it. Can we say it hasn't gone that far yet? I mean, I will point out you were, rise, you were rising, you were raising two humans. I mean, two human beings, which is 24 seven. So you haven't uh, been published uh, except by self-published, which is a very, uh, a huge, a huge achievement. Just finishing a book is a huge achievement. 
Oh, hey, oh, we did sure, it for your sure. so um, It's Erica Parker Price. Find you. And I'll tell you, um, just to give you a tidbit of interest, Island of Secrets is about a 12-year-old boy who's growing up on an island. There are 100 people on that island, so 25 families of four. And to the best of his knowledge, they comprise all of the inhabitants on Earth. However, it's modern day. They're just on a very remote island and the kids have not been told that there's just a bit more out there. So that is what the story is about, that child and his friend's discovery that maybe uh, maybe their parents haven't been telling them the truth the, this whole time. Ooh, I love that. It is. I haven't given the synopsis in, in years on that one. So you're right. I'm not published yet. I haven't been pursuing it. So it's uh, it, dusting off the, I don't know. These are mixed metaphors, I think. Can you dust off cobwebs? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there you, you go. Definitely dust cobwebs you can push them away, away or whatever. If you can reach out, my feelings yes. are very, very high. <laughs> Hey, so you've been back at work officially. I'm putting air quotes around officially because raising children is work. Um, but the kids were, sorry, yes, the boys. that's I what mean, they were right? when I went 14, back, correct? 16. So then, oh, well, so then probably you're probably pulling 19. that off of um, off of my not yet updated this year about page. So they're, they're 18 and 20, they're both in college, <laughs> and that that journey back has, has, um, you know, that's been a journey as well. So I started um, back working in marketing for um, a friend of mine who owned a general contractor firm. So I consulted for him as well as some other clients. Eventually, he hired me on full time. But my goal was really always to get back into high tech. And so I, I worked there for about two years. I eventually decided that working in the construction industry probably wasn't my cup of tea, although it was, a, it was a great group of people. So I left to pursue my podcast and this business full-time, which was fabulous, although the paycheck did not necessarily come with the podcasting. So I decided, you know what, the podcast is meant to be a side hustle. And I actively pursued getting back um, into high tech. And so in April of last year, I took a long-term contract with Microsoft kind of coming full circle 25 years after I had worked there previously. And that's what you would call, that wasn't part a of the internship. A is like though. an internship. So if you think of internship being for somebody who's just graduating from college and going to do a short-term job, that would be an internship. A returnship is that type of thing. Let's say maybe a 16-week job where you're given a particular project, but it's for somebody who is returning to the workforce. A lot of larger companies have them. It could be for somebody who's been in the military. It could be for a mom who's had children, a worker who has um, paused for personal family reasons to travel. It could be a lot of different things. And you're oh, that's okay. It's hey, you come prepared to an interview. I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank, thank goodness for the internet, which is actually working today, and social media. Speaking of which, you can find Erica on LinkedIn, on Instagram, and the Ready Pause Go community yes. on Facebook. Oh, that's great. You've got a community there. Yes. 
And you can also flick her an email, of course. Hey, speaking of clothing, first of all, you look super cute in your photo and that kind of indigo top. But yes. we were talking before about a company called Armoire. Okay, so Armoire was part of my Tremendous. journey when I was looking to go back to work. I said I was looking to get into high tech. I was I was big in networking. So I would go to every lunch, coffee, wine event, whatever, back when we had those in real life. Um, and I met a woman there, Ambika Singh, who was the CEO of a brand new startup, which was a clothing rental company. So I, I liked the idea because I was interviewing. I didn't know what kind of company I was going to work for. I didn't want to buy a whole new wardrobe for, you know, to end up working somewhere where you only wear jeans and t-shirts. Um, so I tried it out. And I was kind of along for the ride as they were just starting up. They were, um, you know, really just, I think, maybe a month or two into business. I did end up working for them as a consultant as well. They were interested in starting an ambassador program. So I started their ambassador program for them, where I took some of their top clients that were good at referring their friends into Armoire. Um, and so I launched that program for them. And, and worked for them for probably about a year. Um, and uh, it, was, it was just a great experience. And today I'm, I'm still a customer. So I get a packet of clothing in the mail with six new items. I pay a monthly fee. I think I'm on the $149 plan. And I can swap my six items out as often as I want. I often recommend uh, clothing yes. to clients who like a lot of variety and it's a great way to get thousands and thousands of dollars of clothes while paying a tiny amount for them it's sustainable it's environmentally sound uh you are you know cycling the clothes it, it, uh, it um, reduces the uh it's, it's also good so i think i think another time it's good is um we'll if you're changing sizes um, you know, like for me, I've, you know, there was a period where my sizes were going up, but the last year my sizes have been going down and that's uh, intentional effort, but it's nice that you don't have, you know, cause if you're, if you're on a, a weight loss plan, you don't want to be getting, you know, a new wardrobe when you're halfway there or, you know, along the way. And so it's actually really nice. They can just adjust with you. I didn't think of that that's absolute genius I do have clients of all different sizes and shapes mm -hmm. and the other thing too is that if you're experimenting with brands uh, it's a great way that you can rent say uh, two different right and, and that's what's nice you can just pop it back in the mail if it's not the right size just oh, pop it back and pick something else Hey, uh, can you remember some of the favorite pieces? I mean, I'll tell you what I'm wearing right now so I am wearing a sweater dress by Bowden and it's like a color block. Just it just I don't know. It has a it has a nice fit. Um, it's it's a cold winter day here. It's nice and warm. Um, it's navy red and royal blue. So so yeah. So that's that's what I'm wearing right now. Um, oh, I've liked I, I definitely like some of their dresses. Like Eliza J is a brand that comes to mind. Um, I think Brass is another one for just like just basics. Like you know nice black pants, uh, you know, jackets, that kind of thing. Um, so it's kind of a wide range. 
the other great thing about Amwara is that if you find a piece that you oh yes absolutely without, you can buy them and it's I at a discount you and you know sometimes you're shocked and think wow I'd never pay three hundred dollars for that blouse um, but it was a it was a privilege to wear it um, because they do have really nice brands and um, but yes you get to buy them at a discount if you're interested in that. Always a bonus. Yes. Hey, I want to circle back up, uh, circle back to Ready Pause Go. I think you're the one that recommended the yes. paying day by it. Tara. Yes. More. I can't pronounce her last name. M O H R. Yeah. And um, and I recently read Radical Candor by Tim Scott, which is another book you recommend. It was brilliant. But I also see you recommend some podcasts. A couple podcasts to inspire. Oh, that is a great question, which I should absolutely have a ready answer to. Um, I'm going to talk my way through and see if I can come up with one. Um, (laughs) Yeah, well, you can tell me that. Here, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to bring up my list because, like, I go into my podcast and – um, I'll just, t- I'll tell you some of what I've been listening to right now. So I listen to the life coach school. Um, that is the company that I'm getting certified with Brooke Castillo, I think is amazing at helping you manage your mind, which I just think is important in, in life, you know? Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to say that one. What's her story is actually done by, um, Amy Nelson, who started the Riveter. And Samantha Edis, who's been a guest on my podcast and runs Park Place Payments. Um, they just had Melinda Gates as their last guest. Um, they, they get some, let's see, who did they start out with? Um, Glennon Doyle and Am- Abby Wambach were their, um, were their early ones. So I would recommend those two. And another one I really like is 10,000 No's. Um, and that's by Matthew Del Negro. And he is an actor that people might know from, he's been in all kinds of big shows. Um, Everything from the West Wing to Scandal. He's in City on a Hill right now. Um, But that's kind of his belief that an actor encounters 10,000 no's along their journey. And that it it isn't just for actors though. It's it's just for overcoming that rejection and and building yourself back up again. So it's just really interesting interviews with people that you wouldn't think had encountered 10,000 no's in their lives. And as an entrepreneur, when we invite people to do business with us, uh, it's not always the right time. So we, we hear yeses and we hear no's. So to hear that the people that we consider to be incredibly successful have survived 10 yeah so that's that's a good one that i like and they're probably all different from what i listed on my website (laughs) are you still able to do any i mean we we don't i mean co-working you're working primarily from home i have never been to microsoft so i was hired in april i haven't met a soul in person or been to that office um i work some from home but i also have a private office space that's about 10 minutes from my house So I have a little, I don't know, 10 by 12 office here and I get to record my podcast without my um, lovely pug in the background. He's, he's lovely, but he is 13 years old and he breathes as you would expect a 13 year old (laughs) pug to breathe. So I, I do both. I have, 
I've met your 13 year old pug and uh, your pug. Well, that, that's good. I can't, I cannot hear her in the background. It must be. It must be great to have. Uh, it, it really is. I, I think it's a huge benefit and I, I encourage people to look into it. So every, I think everybody thinks it's, it's a really expensive option. Um, you know, if you're going to rent downtown in a city, maybe, although in 2021, maybe not. Um, but I, um, you know, I pay $360 a month and for me, it's totally worth it. Mm, especially, I mean, just for the extra productivity and just to, just to segment when you, when you do work from home, it can be really hard to have that boundaries. I find that, yes. um, you know, being passionate about what I do, it bleeds. And, uh, you know, you think about it when you wake up, you think about it when you go to bed and you're always thinking about the amazing women you have the privilege of working with. So having a, having an office outside the home, hmm, might have to look at Yes. That. Hey, you know how we met through uh, a co-working space? I belong I to the Elevate Network. Working groups I'm not actually much. doing much with them right now. Um, I, I think they absolutely still have virtual activities going on. Um, and I, I will just say I haven't personally engaged in them much because I've just, it's just been a really busy year. Um, but I have liked that group in particular. Um, they do have local organizations and then a lot of content. They have a podcast as well. Um, and it's Elevate with two L's. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. That's great because it's so easy. It's so easy to get isolated. Uh, I have a Facebook group. I'm really close right. to, but I miss goal getters dreadfully. Um, and I made, yeah, as I said, I made amazing friends like you that um, are still in my life today. Erica, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I thoroughly and utterly recommend. Ready, pause, go for content. Yes, absolutely. Make sure you listen to the episode I'm on, of course, because that was obviously one of the best. And thank you very much for all your recommendations. Well, thank you for having me. I was happy happy to talk to you. Nice to talk to you. It's been. Um, I don't. I mean, when was the last time? I'm sure it was because um, 2019, early part of 2020, for personal reasons, I wasn't really even going to the Riveter. Um, so it probably was end of 2019. So I, I have this desire to have this great big massive party with all of my podcast guests. Um, and so, I, you know, you're invited to it. I cannot give you a date for it, but I'm inviting you. So, okay, thanks. And, and um, totally good attend. job on the podcast. So I, much, uh, I have tuned in and will continue to. I will. You're right. It's horrible for me to be a podcast host and realize that I haven't done that yet, (laughs) but I will do it today. Where do you want people to rate and review? (laughs) Is there a preference? Wherever I listen. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm new at this. Have a great day. Thanks, Erin. Thank you. I'm very